Okay, let's open up the doors. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Daily with Doc. And today is our last of 2023, only of 2023, our Pharmacist Fridays. And we have with us the amazing pharmacist, Ben Fuchs. But first, before we get to that, I just want to say hello, everybody. Happy New Year as we're coming up. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So as we're closing out the end of the year, let's let's reflect a little bit on the things that have gone on. And did you have great purpose in everything that you did? Is there maybe a little bit room for more purpose? Well, folks, when I first started this uh, health journey and trying because I knew there was something more, something I wasn't missing. I was already into looking at herbal medicine. I was always looking into the foods that were told to be good for us and staying away from the foods that were not good for us, the things that were processed and something was just missing. And then I heard Dr. Wallach Joel Wallach on the radio and I thought you know what I've tried everything else what he's saying just makes sense I'll give it a shot not knowing that I had to make any additional food choices well when I gave him the shot gave him the 90 days that he had requested on the audio that I was shared my whole life changed for the good in more ways than I ever imagined and the year 2023 has brought some an incredible growth for myself, my team, and we just want to open it up to you as well. Some of that growth for me physically in the last few years has been letting go of 100 pounds, 100 pounds that my body did not need, but it was holding on to because of a system that was failing me. And when I got onto a system that my body actually uh, enjoyed, loved, thrived on, everything changed, including my mental stability. And folks, when your health is bad, your brain can't function right, all areas of life are affected. And part of closing out this year is just to invite you in the year 2024, to try something different, not just try it, but do it. Right, pharmacist Ben? So right. What, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So most of the way we take care of our health is insane. Most of the way we take care of our lives is insane. We do the same thing over and over again and we expect different results. So do something different. That's exactly right. Try something new. Do something new, not try something new. Do something new. Do. I don't That's like the right. word try. There is no try. Do or don't do. We don't we don't believe in try. Okay. I agree. I agree. So folks, if you don't know this gentleman that's sitting here next with me, next to me, pharmacist Ben Fuchs, then you're really missing out because as you know, a lot of people look up to pharmacists wanting to make sure that the medication that they've been prescribed is the right one for uh, for them and is not going to interfere with other pharmaceuticals that they're taking. And that's where I think that the value 
that bringing pharmacist Ben Fuchs into our conversation lies because he has that education, he has that expertise, and he's gone deeper into the nutritional side because he noticed that pharmaceuticals were just not uh, filling the gap of as to what you really went into the profession for. Yeah, I'm writing, I'm, I'm writing down things that I want to say because you're like sparking my you're spark. You're, you're making me think of different things. I, I have some uh, construction guys working in my house here. So sorry if there's a little noise. Um, all right. So, yeah, you said a couple things that were really interesting. First of all, yes, I am a pharmacist uh, and I do specialize in medicine, literally medicine, as in the stuff you put in your mouth. It's medical. So when I say I specialize in medicine, I'm not talking about like a doctor. I'm talking about like literally medicine. But a couple of things that you said really kind of uh, got me thinking. First of all, yes, I'm a, I specialize in these kinds of things, but I don't want people to be intimidated by the, uh, by the world of health and the world of supplements and the world of nutrition. This is something we can all understand. And you'll notice that when people ask me questions, I always kind of explain how the system works, how diseases take shape or how health, uh, how health uh, is uh, developed rather than just tell you what to take and what to do, because I want everybody to understand these things. We want to be our own health authority. I'm, I'm thrilled to answer questions. I love helping people. You guys can all call me whenever you need or send your send your uh, your clients, your friends, your families to me. If you need advice, I'm happy to do that. But this is not, we don't want to overthink this. Remember, the, the, the hardest, or the most common disease that smart people suffer from is overthinkitis. We don't want to overthink this. The body is a system that is logical, that makes sense. And that means disease makes sense. Doctors have this thing they call idiopathic diseases. Idiopathic means we have no idea what causes it. Well, that's because they're not applying forensics. They're not applying logic. They're not applying trouble engineering troubleshooting concepts to how symptoms show up. If you understand how the body's plugged together, how the the, the hip bone, the leg bone is connected to the hip bone, is connected to the is connected to the backbone, et cetera, et cetera, you can sort of puzzle the thing together and figure things out. And as long as you have a few symptoms, you can sort of form a picture of what's happening in the body. So number one, I don't want, I love helping people. Yes, I'm an expert in this in the sense that I've been studying it for 40 years, hardcore as a, as a, a profession and also as a passion. But I want everybody to feel comfortable understanding how their, their body works enough so that they can participate in their own healthcare and they can help their, their friends or family, their loved ones, and their customers and clients participate in it as well. That's number one. And second of all, uh, you were talking about drugs, and yes, my specialty is drugs, but there's it's a short jump from, from drugs to nutrition in the sense that drugs do what nutrients, uh, what nutrients do, except in a synthetic, toxic way. And I, I have this little joke I tell, and it's kind of facetious, but it's really serious in the sense that uh, what I say is uh, drugs our nutrients are what drugs dream they could be. So when prednisone goes to bed at night, it dreams it was vitamin C. Why? Because a nutrient gives you everything that a drug can do, but in a gentle, non-toxic way and in a multifunctional way. Drug companies spend trillions of dollars every year trying to find molecules that will target specific parts of the body with no toxicity or with little toxicity. We already have those. 
Those are called nutrients. They function in the same way as drugs, but they do it in a friendly, non-toxic way that not only gives you the benefits that you're looking for specifically for a health challenge, but gives you a wide range of benefits. They're foods for the body. They're the, they're the essence of foods. And drugs are artificial versions of those. So it's not a very it's not a very far leap. Are you talking to me? I just want to make sure they're listening. Yes, it's not a very it's not a very far leap from from uh, medicine to nutrition. So people ask me, you know, why are you doing nutrition when you're a pharmacist? To me, nutrients are God's medicine. They're God's drugs. They're nature's pharmaceuticals. They give you everything a drug can, should do, but they give it to you in a non-toxic way. They give it to you in a multifunctional way. And at the end of the day, nobody's suffering from a drug deficiency, but almost everybody is suffering from some kind of nutritional deficiency. And if you have a health challenge, that's even more true. And even at the point of death, we don't suffer from, uh, we, die, we, we die, the point of death, we die because some cell is not getting what it needs, usually in the form of nutrition. So our diseases are caused by nutrition, even the point, even dying is caused by lack of nutrition. I should say lack of nutrition or diseases are caused by lack of nutrition. There's no such thing as a drug deficiency. Drugs give, nutrients give you everything drugs are supposed to do. Drugs are artificial versions of, of nutrients. We wanna get this in our, into our heads. And this is really important because there is this kind of subtle idea in the background that's promoted by medical folks, unfortunately, that this is sort of kind of goofy that this is sort of airy fairy. And when push comes to shove, if you're really sick, you're gonna to go to the doctor. You're not gonna to go to a nutritionist. And we really wanna get, get this idea in our heads that nutrients are medicines, but they're not medicines like drugs. They're medicines in the sense that they provide therapeutic value. Okay, now I should say, that being said, I've always wanna make clear that, <clears throat> and it's very important, that health and wellness are multidimensional and disease is multidimensional. Spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, I call it SMEP. And so yes, nutrition is very, very important, but I can always tell when somebody's dealing with, when somebody has a health challenge and they're not getting better or when they plateau. Sometimes people will take nutri nutri nutritional supplements and they'll, they'll get better and they'll stop getting better. There's always some other dimensions of health and wellness that need to be addressed. We're not here to be psychologists necessarily, although it kind of helps, we're not here to proselytize, uh, but, you have to, we have to recognize that when we're not feeling as well as we should, our body's not participating uh, the way we want it to participate in our wellness. There's you, there are other, there's other non-physical dimensions that we can address. And that I'm just going to leave it at that. But from a physical perspective, the fourfold square of health is movement, rest, respiration, and nutrition. And by nutrition, I mean both food and supplements. Recently, by the way, I've been seeing these, uh, whole food sup whole food vitamins if you've seen these commercials for whole food vitamins now and they, that sounds all well and good but really they're kind of silly because why would you buy a whole food vitamin when you could just eat whole food the point of supplementation is that they give you big doses whole food supplements don't give you big doses in pharmacy we have a saying the dose makes the medicine in other words you have to have enough of a dose to have a therapeutic value to have a healing value and the beauty of nutritional supplements is they give you powerful amounts of nutrients and you have to look no further than the beyond tangy tangerine to see mega doses of nutrition of nutrients and uh there's this uh there's this um, phenomenon in skincare you guys probably know i'm in the skincare business I've been in skincare for many years uh there's a, a recently there's been a, a phenomenon that's uh, uh that's been promoted on TikTok. and if you guys know this but TikTok is the place where place to go for the latest fads and the latest 
fashions in, in terms of health and wellness is, is skincare. And there's this uh, thing that, that a lot of influencers are talking about uh, on TikTok called skin flooding. And skin flooding is when you put lots of products on your skin in order to push the active ingredients into your, into your tissue. And I've been doing this in skincare for a long time, but this is really what nutritional supplementation is about. It's about nutrient flooding. It's about driving high concentrations of nutrients into the body. Nutrients that are, nutrition. remember nutrition is non-toxic. Sometimes you'll get people saying, a physician saying, oh, you don't need that many nutrients, expensive urine, blah, blah, blah. You want expensive urine. You want high concentrations of nutrients so much so that you're urinating out extra. It's like an insurance policy to make sure you have these high concentrations of nutrients. So between high concentrations of nutrients and nutritional, supplement, and nutritional supplements and food, because food is very important, the kind of foods we eat and the kind of foods we, kinds of foods we should eat and the kinds of foods we're, we're eating that we shouldn't be eating, uh, and digestive health, you have a powerful healing modality for dealing with almost all health challenges. Pretty much, all, I won't say all, almost all health challenges. Now, uh, are, are we ready? Can I start talking here? Because I was going to bring, uh, I have some uh, stuff to talk about based on some letters and some questions that I've been getting. It looks like you want to say something, Rebecca. Talk about though, it's because you just said a lot of information that a lot of people don't know, have never heard. And that, as the person I am, certified holistic health coach, a health advocate for natural health, I'm able to take the information that you shared and share it with other people so that they too can feel what I have felt because I have such a passion for it. So pharmacist Ben, I think you've done a little bit of the same because you knew the value in quality supplementation. So, and I know we've got a lot of people that are asking questions, wanting to know, okay, what would I take? But let's talk about how we can get more of the information out to others so that they too can feel the difference, find a passion, and then have a purpose greater than themselves in helping others. Is, is, that, is there a question mark there? I'm not sure. Is, are you asking me a question? Or? I would like you to expound about upon that because that's kind that's, of what we talked about. Make it like a quiet, I didn't quite understand. So make it like a sentence with a question mark at the end. So pharmacist Ben, why did you get into promoting supplementation? Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why I got into promoting supplementation. I'll tell you why I'm such a big believer in supplementation. We study nutrition in pharmacy school. And this is something that a lot of people, you know, the average person doesn't, doesn't recognize is that pharmacists study nutrition because there's a therapeutic value to nutrients that's well recognized by people who understand medicine. And that's what like I can say. That's what we study is medicine. But we don't study nutrition in pharmacy school like a dietitian studies it or like a nutritionist studies it or even like a doctor studies it. We study nutrition like a pharmacist. What does that mean? We study the pharmaceutical, medicinal, therapeutic value of the mighty 90 essential nutrients. We study vitamin A as a treatment for night blindness. We study zinc as a treatment for skin, for, uh, skin diseases like acne. We study selenium as a treatment for heart disease. We study essential fatty acids as a treatment, as a medicinal treatment, as a therapeutic or pharmaceutical treatment for skin, uh, for dry skin and for eczema and for psoriasis and for other skin maladies. So we study nutrients as healing modalities in pharmacy school. And we study diseases uh, as nutritional deficiencies, or we study the nutritional deficiency component of diseases. 
So we study vitamin, uh, heart disease as a sign of vitamin C deficiency. We study arthritis as a sign of omega fatty acid deficiencies. We study uh, uh, Alzheimer's disease and neurological health issues as signs of vitamin E deficiency. So in pharmacy school, I got this background in pharmacy. On top of all of that, I was an athlete in pharmacy school when I was younger. And as an athlete, I was always, and all athletes do this, we're always looking for an edge. And nutrition represented an edge for us. So I would read the magazines, the athletic, bodybuilding, weightlifting magazines, and I would see ads for, for protein, for arginine, and for a whey protein, and for creatine, and for uh, phosphatidylcholine, which is a, a form a phospholipid, a form of lecithin, for bodybuilding. So I started to use nutrition in my personal life as an athlete. I was studying nutrition in pharmacy school as a healing modality. And so when I went to work in drugstores, I started, you know, I've told this story before, I started to recommend to people what was working for me, which was using nutrition. And now this was the 80s, the, 1980s, or, uh, the early mid 1980s, and nobody really was into nutrition back then unless you were an athlete or, or a health nut as they used to call them. Uh, and, uh, and lo and behold, people would notice their blood pressure would drop or they would lose weight or their acne would improve. And they'd have all these wonderful benefits from the crazy pharmacist at Kmart who was telling them to take nutritional supplements for their health challenges. And like, I, you know, like I've told the story before, I started to get a little cocky. And then instead of telling people to take nutrition with their prescriptions, I started telling people to take nutrition instead of their prescriptions. I was like, you don't need that magnesium. You don't need that uh, a calcium channel blocker. Magnesium is nature's calcium channel blocker. You know, and you know, end up getting fired. Obviously, that Kmart wasn't thrilled with pharmacist Ben, and and I ended up getting fired. And that's when I started my own pharmacy, using nutrition mostly for helping people's skin because that was my background. But benefits accrued. So at this point today, I have a little, I have an advantage as a spokesperson for nutrition in that I have seen results over and over and over and over again. So much so that I couldn't live with myself if I didn't tell people about this. I could not look myself in the mirror at night if I didn't tell everybody about this. The power of nutrition, the power of supplementation, the power of lifestyle strategies to deal with chronic illness. Listen, the body is not supposed to be chronically ill, but we have a situation in this country where 60% of Americans over the age of 65 have one or more chronic illnesses. 40% have two or more chronic illnesses. 60% of Americans have taken one prescription drug over the last 30 days. This is absolute insanity and it's getting worse. It, our health crisis is getting worse and we have more doctors and more drugs and more protocols and more insurance companies and more hospitals, clearly it doesn't work. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. How we treat the body is insane. But yet, because of commercial interests, as well as brainwashing, quality people, good people, con uh, health conscious people who want to do well, that is doctors who mean well, are making fun of this idea that you can supplement and nutriate and lifestyle yourself to health. And it's not the individual's doctor's fault. As I've said many, many times, don't blame the doctor. We have to blame the paradigm and we have to blame ourselves because we're not participating, present company excluded because you're on this call, but we're not participating in our own healthcare. 
We're abdicating responsibility to the medical model that says, don't worry, you can eat whatever you want to eat, but we have a vaccine for you. You can eat whatever you want to eat, but we have a drug for you. We can, you can uh, eat, uh, uh, eat whatever you want to eat, but we will take care of the problem much the same way as in the old days, the priest would say to you, you can do whatever you want to do. We'll talk to God for you. Just give us your house or give us 10% of your income. We can talk to God. You go ahead and do whatever you want to do. Today's medical model is like uh, yesterday's priesthood. It's a medical priesthood and it's wisdom quote is based on something called dogma just like religions are, and i'm not putting down any religions here but religion is also based on dogma we have medical dogma and we have religious dogma and you know what dogma means literally this is the definition of it it means uh, uh intelligence that's not based on evidence but based on belief and so whenever you hear the term dogma you're talking about belief not evidence not what's real, not what's scientific. Whenever anybody, anytime somebody tells you follow the science, what they mean is follow the dogma. It's not, there's no, no scientist ever follows the scientist or follows the science. Everything is based on evidence and what we see. And I've been lucky as a pharmacist and as somebody who's talked to people now for going on 40 years and helped them with their health, I've seen it. And that's why I'm so passionate about nutrition and nutritional supplementation. And to answer your question, I got this background I, I, initially from, from things that I learned in pharmacy school as well in, as in my own personal life. So I hope I answered your question. That was a long way. That was a kind of long winded answer. Yes, you did. But here's my next question to you. Yes, ma'am. Do you have to be a pharmacist or somebody no. in the medical industry no. to promote using supplementation? No. No, absolutely, positively not. Absolutely not. It's logic. It's just logical. You know, I talk about the, the primacy of the intestine and the primacy of digestive health when it comes to how disease shows up, right? So let's just use logic here. All disease is cell disease. There's no such thing as a tissue disease that doesn't start off as a cell disease. The body's made up of cells and stuff that comes out of the cells, right? So everything starts off at the living part of the body. The living part of the body is called the cell. And we give we give a kind of we're sort of glib about the cell. We should sit down and talk about exactly what a cell is for a little bit because it's pretty darn amazing, but I'm not going to do it right now. Someday we should because it's really quite astounding what a cell really is. But that's the living part of the body. Cells get fed and they get oxygenated and they get detoxified via the blood. So if all disease is cell disease, and the only thing that can go wrong with a cell is starvation, suffocation, and toxification. There's only three things. I'm not making this up. This is just logical. There's only three things. All disease is cell disease. There's only three things that can go wrong with a cell. It could be starved of nutrients. It could be robbed of oxygen. Or it could be swimming in a toxic stew. Cells are sitting in a liquid, like, like a, liquid, a soup. That, that soup becomes toxic over time. That soup becomes raw, uh, uh, hypoxic or low oxygen or robbed of oxygen over time. And that soup becomes robbed of nutrition or deficient in nutrients over time. That's all that the Romans sell you guys. Three things. There's only three things. This is not me talk, making stuff up. This is just logic. Toxicity, suffocation, and starvation. That's it. Now, how does the cell get 
uh, nutriated? How does the cell get oxygenated? How does the cell get cleaned out, detoxified? Through the blood. So if all disease is cell disease, all cell disease is initiated by a blood problem. I call it dirty blood. You can just think of it as, as a blood problem, dirty, sticky blood. Blood becomes dirty and sticky when it's toxic, when it's robbed of oxygen, and when it's robbed of nutrition. So then the question becomes, remember, we're being logical here. This is called troubleshooting. This is engineering. So the, all disease is cell disease. The only thing that goes wrong with the cell is starvation, suffocation, and toxification. Starvation, suffocation, and toxification are circulatory or blood issues. How does the blood becomes low, become toxic or robbed of nutrients uh, uh, or hypoxic, low, low oxygen? Well, what is getting into the, how do things get into the blood? They can get into the blood only two ways. One is through the skin, and this is why you want to be very careful what you inject in your skin. And this is why any healthcare professional who ever dares to tell somebody to inject something through their skin that has not been completely vetted so they don't catch a cold or have a virus, or you know, you guys know what I'm talking about here, should, should, should be ashamed of themselves. We'll leave it at that. Any healthcare professional who dares to tell somebody to inject something into the blood through the skin without have, having it completely vetted or having a cost-benefit analysis or risk-benefit analysis, uh, risk analysis done, should be absolutely ashamed of themselves and we'll leave it at that. And there's no accident that when you inject things through the skin, you get blood problems. Hello, you guys know what I'm talking about here or heart problems, okay? It's not, it makes sense if you understand how everything's put together, but we'll leave that aside. How else do things get into the blood? The main way things get into the blood, through the intestine. That's how they're designed to get into the blood, through the small intestine. So when I talk about the primacy of the digestive system, and specifically the intestine when it comes to the development of the disease process, this is just logical. This isn't some crazy, you know, only eat organic Boulder, Colorado hippie talk. This is just logic, how the body is put together. But, and then you look at the kind of foods we eat, and then you look at the fact that the foods we're eating, even if we're eating healthy, didn't exist 150, 200 years ago. We've got a body that's hundreds of thousands, maybe a million years old, depending on who you ask. Of course, we're going to have a chronic health problem. Of course, we're going to have uh, these ridiculous health statistics that, that I just mentioned, where almost everybody has over the age of 65 has at least one chronic degenerative disease. But what does that mean? That means all we got to do is focus on one part of the body to get healthier, just one part. And that's the intestine and that's the food. And not because this is some meme or something trite or cliche. Oh, make sure you eat your vegetables. And that's kind of like, that's what diet foods have become and diet has become. It's become like mama said, eat your vegetables, you know, and I only eat good foods. It's not like that. It's just a logical way that you can understand how the body becomes sick. And the proof of this is if you stop eating for a day or two, most people will feel better if you stop eating. Now, obviously you can't, you have to eat, but just to observe for yourself the power of this, just by stopping uh, the entrance of toxicity into the body, autoimmune diseases become suppressed. Now, speak of autoimmune disease, uh, the symptoms of autoimmune disease become suppressed. And I often talk about the Walls protocol. Uh, Dr. Terry Walls cured herself, reversed herself, reversed multiple sclerosis. She was an MD. She wrote a whole book about it, called the Walls protocol. And I've been talking about this since, pharm since my days in pharmacy school in the 80s. Autoimmune diseases are one of the most troubling 
forms of health challenges. Is anybody who has MS or scleroderma or lupus or type one diabetes or God forbid rheumatoid arthritis, which is absolutely horrific, will tell you. They're, and if you go to the doctor, they say, oh, we don't know what causes autoimmune diseases and you're just gonna be on this immune suppressant the rest of your life, blah, 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 blah. They do, they still say this. We don't know what causes it, it's genetic. You know, your mother had it, so you're gonna have it or whatever it is, it's just genetic, which is, you know, a whole bunch of, we can talk about that silliness of that statement. Uh, it's just genetic. So I've been telling people, but it's just logical based on what I just said, you should understand that once toxicity gets into the blood, you're gonna activate an immune response. Oh, guess what? When you inject things into your skin, you also can have, get autoimmune diseases. So just this week, uh, I saved it. I, I, was gonna, I was gonna read this article just this week. A whole study came out about the relationship between the intestine and autoimmune diseases in some medical journal. I think it was the, the Lancet or the British, uh, British Medical Journal. Congratulations, scientific model, medical model. You've now discovered what I've been talking about and Dr. Wallach has been talking about. Anybody who understands what the body and how the body is put together has been talking about for 40 years. People, don't wait 40 years. You don't have 40 years if you've got an autoimmune disease. Don't wait for your doctor to bless a concept that is completely logical once you understand how the body is put together. And if anybody wants this article, send me an email, ben at ksco.com, and I'll send it to you. And you should tell everybody about this relationship between autoimmune disease and uh, the digestive system and the intestine, but it's not just autoimmune disease, it's all health challenges. So once you work on digestive health, something as simple as digestive health, you'll go a long way towards addressing whatever your health challenge is. Now, I was gonna talk about something here. I don't wanna interrupt, if you have other questions, Rebecca, I don't wanna, I don't wanna stop you here, but I was gonna talk about something that I think is pretty important because I've gotten a couple letters on this. And I understand we have an oncologist. Is the oncologist on the phone call on the call today? I haven't seen her yet. Okay. All right. So it was interesting, uh, Rebecca. You told me that there was going to be an oncologist on the call because today uh, I got two letters or two calls, messages uh, from folks who were dealing with cancer. Uh, one was a one was a text, and the other was uh, was Hattie. It was uh, my friend Hattie on Facebook. I don't know if Hattie's on the call here. Do you know Hattie? I do know Hattie, and I'm Is looking she to see. She's usually on with us. So yeah, so she sent me a face. She sent me a Facebook, and then I got another call. Coincidentally, both about cancer, and then you mentioned to me the oncologist is going to be on the call. So I thought we could talk a little bit about cancer today. Is that okay? All right, let's do it. Let's okay. do it, and then, right. and then let's go into how we can be part of a solution. Yes. Well, you know, this will all lead into how we can become part of a solution. That's a great way to conclude what I'm going to talk about here. Perfect. So uh, cancer is very tricky because cancer is like a switch that gets turned on. Diseases are most chronic degenerative diseases are progressive and they can be reversed. Cancer is more like a switch that gets turned on. But what I want everybody to understand here about cancer is that cancer to the body is a coping mechanism. Cancer, and by the way, there's no such thing as cancer in the sense that there's no such thing as breast cancer. There's no such thing as prostate cancer. There's no such thing as bone cancer. There's no such thing as skin cancer. There's no such thing as liver cancer. Now, before anybody wants, you know, starts yelling at me here because I say, oh my gosh, I know people who have this cancer, that cancer. What I mean is there's no such thing as breast cancer. There is breast cell cancer. There's no such thing as prostate cancer. There's prostate cell cancer. There's bone cell cancer. 
their skin cell cancer. This is much more than semantic. The reason this is important is because we don't see cancer as, the, as a cellular issue, we see it as an organ issue. And because we see it as an organ issue, rather than a cell issue, we feel very comfortable taking the organ out instead of addressing the nexus of the health challenge, which is the cell. Now, there's only three things that can go wrong with a cell, starvation, suffocation, toxification. So if you have a cell disease, all diseases, cell disease, you have a starvation problem, a suffocation problem, and a toxification problem. So if you have breast cancer, we'll use that as an example, you have a cell that is not being fed, that is not being oxygenated, and that is toxic. Now, under ordinary conditions, if you have a disease, you can feed the cell and and start and uh, uh, breathe the cell and clean the cell out, and then you, the symptoms will go away. But with cancer, something very interesting has happened. Cancer is a way that the cell deals with chronic starvation, chronic suffocation, and chronic toxification. It's a coping mechanism that helps the cell adjust to an environment that is not conducive to its well-being. And this mechanism involves changing the way it grows and the way it operates. In order to understand this, you got to understand that there's two kinds of cells from an evolutionary perspective. There are primitive cells and there are advanced cells. The primitive cells are technically called pro, that means primitive, pro means it before, karyotes, that's the Latin name for cell. Prokaryotes are primitive cells. These are cells that existed on, on planet Earth for 500 million years before advanced cells came about. About uh, three and a half billion years ago, 500 million years into Earth's uh, evolution, advanced cells developed. Advanced cells are called eukaryotes. U is the Greek prefix for good. Karyote means cell. So you have prokaryotes and eukaryotes. Eukaryotes are primitive cells. They're disorganized. They don't do much. They don't form organs and tissues. They don't really have a central nucleus. We, the classic example of a prokaryote is a bacteria. That's a prokaryote. All the other cells, human cells, plant cells, fungal cells, advanced cells, those are the cells that we think of when we think of cells. But bacteria are also cells, but they're primitive. A cancer cell, the a primitive cell has a couple has uh, some some features. One is it doesn't have uh, organization inside of it. Another is it doesn't form or it doesn't form structures. It just divides. It divides out of control. Just keeps dividing and dividing and dividing. That's the way it survives is by dividing and dividing and dividing. Bacteria don't form organs. They form films that are all the same, and they're not very advanced. Bacterial cells just divide. That's their, that's their job. We call them germs. That's what germs do. They just divide. Germs don't form organs. They just keep dividing and dividing and dividing. A cancer cell is a eukaryote that has been stressed out for so long, it has switched its genetics and gone backwards in time and has become a prokaryote. That's what a cancer cell is. A cancer cell is a cell that is at its wit's end. It doesn't know what else to do. It's been starved, it's been suffocated, it's been toxic for so long 
that it's just switching back in time to becoming like a bacteria. And so just like a bacteria doesn't form organs, a, a cancer cell, a eukaryote cell doesn't form organs. All it does is divide. It's almost like the, can uh, uh, the skin cell or the liver cell or the breast cell is saying, you know what? I'm not gonna be a breast. I'm not gonna be a liver. I'm not gonna be a skin. You've been suffocating me. You've been starving me. You've been making me swim in my own waste for so long. Forget it. I'm not gonna become a liver. I'm just gonna go about my own business. It's like, basically it's so at its wits end. It's like, forget it. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to be a liver. I'm trying to be a bone, but you're, you're, not, you're not giving me what I need. So I'm just gonna keep dividing and dividing and dividing. So it's a, it's a coping mechanism, this is coping strategy. And this is why there will never be a vaccine against cancer. That is stupidity once you understand uh, how cancer develops. So the problem with cancer is it's a switch that has been turned on. All other diseases, you can kind of, you can kind of restore the body back to health by just putting the good stuff in and keeping the bad stuff out and making sure that there's oxygen in there because you can reverse the process. But with cancer, a switch has been turned on. That's not to say you can't do anything. You can and you should. When you have cancer, the appropriate response is to do all the right stuff, flood the body with nutrients, make sure you're pounding in oxygen through what's called hyperbaric oxygen, ideally, or at the very least, making sure that you're breathing correctly, and then making sure you're avoiding toxicity. Now, that sounds like it's obvious, but it's not because of how we eat. That's the main way that we get toxicity, but you have to be extremely vigilant. Somebody with cancer has to do just what, exactly what I have to do, exactly what Rebecca has to do, exactly what AJ has to do, exactly what everybody has to do, but they have to do it with more vigilance and more care and more attention. They have to be, pay much more attention to it. I can get away with you know, eating McDonald's. Somebody with cancer can't. I can, not that I would, but I can get away with it because I'm relatively healthy, right? and people are relatively healthy can get away with missing a day of nutrition a cancer patient can't a cancer patient has to do everything that everybody else has to do it's not a qualitative issue it's a quantitative issue you know we all have to do the same things they have to just do it with more vigilance it's not like oh there's this magic pill for cancer if that's not how it works oh you take hoxie or you take essiac or you, you take this herb or you take that herb. that's not how it works it's the same as any other health challenge, but you have to do it with much more attention and much more vigilance. And then also with the cancer patient, the job of the therapist and the job of the cancer patient themselves is not to cure the cancer. That's not the point. The point is to feel better. The point is to feel stronger. The point is to have more energy. The point is to have more vitality. The point is to have more vigor. The point is to feel good. And so the cancer patient's job is not to cure the cancer. That's, the, that's what the doctors will tell you to get rid of the diagnosis. And by the way, they cancer, patient, uh, cancer doctors all know the cancer comes back because you haven't changed the environment. After chemotherapy, you might kill the cancer, the, the tumor cells, but it comes back because you haven't changed the environment. So the job of the cancer patient is to do everything we all have to do. There's no magic pill for cancer. There's no magic supplement for cancer. You have to do everything we all have to do, but with more vigilance, with more attention. And your job as a cancer, as a therapist or a helper or you know, loved one or a cancer patient themselves is to feel better every day. Every single day you want to have energy. Every single day you want to feel great because 
What's the point of uh, curing the cancer, but you feel like garbage, right? Oh, you killed the can you know the cancer's gone, but we killed the patient. You know the the surgery is a success, but the patient is dead. That's that's a little joke that doctors like to tell, and that's kind of how we look at it because they think that oh we're going to get rid of the cancer, but the patient is feels miserable. What's the point of that? You want to feel good every day, and you will if you do everything correctly. Now, if it's progressed. To the point where you haven't you've been ignoring it and now you're at stage four and hattie asked me a question she's got a, a stage four patient who's metastasized into three different organs metastasized means the cancer has progressed it's now in the circulatory system and it's distributed all over the body it's going to be a lot tougher obviously the time to to deal with cancer is ideally prevent it and then even before once it's spread you know it makes it a lot more difficult to do that's not to say there's not things you can't do and by the way I have said this many times, I'll say it again. Cancer remits, number one, spontaneously, supposedly, spontaneously, but you can change it. You can change the milieu of the body and cells will become non-cancerous. They can switch back on, that's known to happen. And not only that, but cancers happen all the time in the body. But the body has a mechanism for getting rid of cancer. The body has a surveillance system that will look for cells that are cancerous and it will carve them out. So we're all getting cancer every day. We're getting in the sense that our, we have cells that are becoming cancerous, that are going backwards in time, becoming eukaryotes. But the body has a, a surveillance system in the, immune part, in, in the immune system that will carve out those cancer cells. So it needn't, you don't want to have the perspective that it's a death sentence. You want to have uh, the attitude that I am going to feel better every day. I'm going to do everything my body is, I'm going to give my body everything it wants. And that also includes the spiritual, mental, and emotional dimensions of all of that. And this gets us to another very important part of the body. And this is really what I want to talk about here today. And that is, there are two nervous systems we all have heard the term nervous system the nervous system is the part of the body the system of the body that takes the outside world and turns it into the inside world it takes the world that's outside of the body and turns it into the biochemistry and the and the uh in, internal milieu the, basically the chemicals and in the, the internal environment of the body. It takes the outside world and turns it into the inside world. The nervous system has satellites, or not satellites, but periscopes into the environment. Those periscopes are the eyes, the nose, the ears, the taste, and the skin, touch. We call the periscopes to the outside world, the nervous system's um, windows, if you will, to the outside world, the senses. Okay. So you've got the senses, those are the windows. And then you've got the nervous system. This, the light comes in the eyes, the well, molecules, smell, uh, smell molecules come in the nose and sound waves go in the ears and electrical signals go into the, into the skin, et cetera. And taste goes into the mouth. And by the way, just as a quick digression, quick aside here, it's all about touch eyes, ears, nose, uh, taste, and, uh, and uh, what am I missing? And, and skin, those are all touch. So the outside world touches the satellites, whether it touches the eyes or the ears or wherever, 
and then it gets turned into the internal milieu through the nervous system. However, this is the point. There are two nervous systems. There is a nervous system that interprets danger, and there's a nervous system that interprets safety. So when signals come into the eyes, if those signals are perceived as dangerous, one nervous system will be activated. If those signals are perceived as safe, a second nervous system will be activated. There's a, there's a nervous system of danger and a nervous system of safety. The nervous system of danger is designed to get you out of a jam, to get you out of danger. So classic example of a dangerous sight or perhaps a dangerous smell or a dangerous sound is a lion or a tiger or a wild animal, because that for, for thousands of years, for hundreds of thousands of years, that was the main danger. Today, our dangers are our credit card bills and our job and the new world order and our dysfunctional families and all of the things that we consider to be tigers and bears, lions and tigers and bears in the 21st century. And it activates the same signal. They both represent danger to the body, which is unfortunate because we live in the safest time ever. In the history of mankind, we are living in the safest time right now, but we have more perceived dangers than cavemen did. You know, we don't have any lions and tigers and bears anymore. We don't have to worry about lions and tigers and bears. Can you imagine what life was like uh, 50,000 years ago for, for cavemen? For, can you Everything was a threat. Today, we don't really have any threats. We made them all up. But anyway, to the nervous system, it's all the same. The nervous system that's associated with danger shuts down the immune system. Because when you're running from a saber-toothed tiger, you don't need an immune system. So all the resources go away from where it's not needed to where it's needed. When the uh, emergency nervous system is activated, it shuts down the digestive system. Because when you're running from a saber-toothed tiger, you're not supposed to stop and eat lunch. When you're running from a saber-toothed tiger, the emergency nervous system will shut down the excretion system, the elimination system, the bowels. Because you're not supposed to stop and have a bowel movement when you're running on the African savanna when you're running from a saber-toothed tiger. When you're running from a saber-toothed tiger, all the good stuff shuts down in favor of the emergency stuff. So under conditions of emergency, your immune system shuts down, your growth and repair system shuts down, your, your uh, elimination system shuts down, your uh, fertility system shuts down, because you're not supposed to be fertile when you're running from a saber-toothed tiger. When you're running from a saber-toothed tiger, all the blood goes from the front of your brain where you make really good decisions and you're creative and you're imaginative, to the back of your brain where you can run, where you flee, fight or flight. All the good stuff shuts down when you're in this emergency nervous system mode. Conversely, when you're safe, all the good stuff turns on. When the, when the signals from the outside world come into the safety nervous system, your digestive system functions really well. Your elimination system functions really well. Your immune system is robust and strong. Your uh, growth and repair system is built up. Your brain is more creative and more imaginative. All the good stuff is a function. You're more fertile. All the good stuff is a function of feeling safe. So understanding how to activate the safety nervous system is the key to a great life to a life of good digestion, to a life of good bowel movements, to a life of creativity and imagination, to a life of fertility, to a life of growth and repair, to a life of strong immunity. It's the, by the way, 
The emergency nervous system is called the sympathetic nervous system. The safety nervous system is called the parasympathetic nervous system. So understanding how to activate the parasympathetic nervous system is critical to being healthy and to being strong. And because we're talking about cancer here, to fighting cancer, to supporting the immune system, which means activating the parasympathetic nervous system is job number one for the cancer patient or for anybody who wants to have a great life. So how do you activate the parasympathetic nervous system? You send the body signals of safety. You tell the body it's safe. How do you do that? Nutrition, lots of it, tells the body it's safe. Oxygen, lots of it, tells the body it's safe. And oh, by the way, if you want to activate the sympathetic nervous system really fast, hold your breath. If you want to feel what it's like to activate the sympathetic nervous system really fast, just hold your breath for 30 seconds. And after 30 seconds, you will feel what an activated sympathetic nervous system feels like. And if there's anybody out there on this call who gets panic attacks, a panic attack is the classic example of an activated sympathetic nervous system. When you have a panic attack, your blood pressure goes up, you start shaking, you feel anxious, you can't sleep. And by the way, insomnia is a classic example of the activated sympathetic nervous system. You'll find you're all jittery, uh, because oxygen or lack of oxygen represents the biggest danger to the body. And when people have panic attacks, and anybody who's in this call has a panic attack knows what I'm talking about, right before they have the panic attack, they will notice they're not breathing. And then they go into a full-blown panic attack. Anybody out there get panic attacks want to verify that for me? You're holding your breath right before you get your panic attack. Guarantee. So the point I'm making here is that we have lots of ways to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, the safety nervous system, in order to fight cancer, in order to grow and repair, in order to improve our bowel functioning, in order to, to upregulate digestion and absorption, in order to fight diseases, in order to have all the good stuff to be fertile and creative and imaginative and have a healthy heart and have good blood pressure. And there's lots of ways to do that. Oxygen is one, nutrition is another, keeping the body clean is a, great, is a great strategy. And then there's wonderful mental and emotional strategies to do it. One of the best ways to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, and, and you can use this yourself, if you have insomnia, that's a classic example of an activated stress nervous system, sympathetic nervous system. And you can experiment with this tonight for you guys who have insomnia. One of the best ways to turn on the, the, the parasympathetic rest and digest, they call it the rest and digest nervous system, is gratitude, feeling grateful. And I always tell people this, I probably said this before, but I'll just say it again. If you have insomnia tonight, uh, when you're laying in bed, think of all the things you're grateful for. Come up with a, a top 10 list or top 20 list of all the things you're grateful for. Uh, my house, my health, my money, my cat, my dog, my kids, my whatever it is. Just run down the list, make things up. The blankets I have, the, the warm clothes I have, you know, the roof over my head, just, it, there's lots, so many things we have to be grateful for. You know, one of the things about the body is it's designed to look for danger because those are the threats, not the good stuff. Those aren't the threats. So you have to make things up. You gotta, you gotta look for the good things and just run down the list, top 10, top 20, and then start again and then start again. By the time you're in your third or fourth list, the next thing you know, it's gonna be first thing in the morning and you will fall asleep. That's because you've activated the rest and digest nervous system appreciation, gratitude, 
um, uh, uh, what is oh, grace, being grateful before meals, say grace before meals. Why do you think we say grace before meals? You activate your digestive juices before meals you, because this is the rest and digest nervous system. Visualization can be a powerful way to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. I have a friend when she, she can't go to sleep, she pretends she's sleeping in a pile of kittens and there's all these warm, fuzzy kittens all over her. And she visualizes all of these kittens and she falls asleep. So don't underestimate the power of these strategies. Yes, nutrition is important and oxygen is important and exercise is important and moving the body is important and, and meditation is important, but also visualization is important. Spirituality, you know, I don't want to freak anybody out or, or, you know, get all religious here or step on anybody's religious toes, but Jesus says, you have to be saved. What he really meant, you have to be safe. When you're safe, you're saved. What Jesus was talking about was activating the parasympathetic nervous system. When you feel connected to God or the universe or nature, or whatever you want to call it, you feel safe. The biggest problem we have in terms of our fundamental spirituality is we don't feel connected. We don't feel related. We feel like we're marooned. We feel like we're isolated. We're cut off. And by the way, this starts off at birth. As soon as you come out of the womb, you're looking, uh, you're separated. Imagine this, you're in the womb, you're connected. You got oxygen, you got food, you got blood, you got everything, you're inside the womb, all is well. And next thing you know, boom, what the heck just happened? You're out in the, you're out in the world. Uh, imagine what this is like for a baby. And then on top of that, you get slapped on the butt. Yeah. Oh my God, what a way to enter into the, you're all peaceful for nine months. Of course, you're gonna be freaked out. And of course you're gonna be parasympathetic or sympathetically activated. And then, and then, you know, our whole life starts, the whole 80 year journey, hundred year journey of our life starts with baby food and formula and our screaming parents and parents who don't know what to do with the kids. And this is really where it all begins. The point I'm making is we have access to these wonderful tools to support our immune system, to grow and repair, to have better digestion. And all of it is without doctors, without drugs without the medical model. It involves nutriating, it involves respirating, it involves movement, it involves rest, it involves mental and emotional strategies of joy and forgiveness and rapture and connection and all of the things that we consider to be the virtues. And not last but most certainly not least, it involves a spiritual connection, being connected to whatever divine force you wanna call it, nature if you're not, a religious person, God or Jesus or Buddha, whatever it is that you feel connected to on it from a divine sense, don't underestimate the power of that. And these are all things that we have at our disposal and that we can use and we can do uh, from the comfort of our own kitchens and bathrooms and bedrooms and living rooms. And it all begins with a good nutritional supplement program, like the Beyond, starting off with the Beyond Tang and Tangerine. So I, that's, that's, my, that's my little talk on, on cancer, the immune system, and the, uh, the uh, uh, parasympathetic nervous system. Well, and that all ties into, like pharmacist Ben said, the Beyond Tangy Tangerine, which is one of the flagship products of Longevity, the company that we represent, who has put together supplementation that allows better absorption than what you would get at the corner store. You're getting what you're paying for. That's for sure. And that's you, what you said, Rebecca, is very, very important because it is about absorption. 
And what makes the Beyond Tank, in my opinion, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, I've been formulating products myself now for 40 years. Beyond Tank Tangerine is one of the most exquisitely formulated products you'll ever see because number one, it's got everything you need. It's a, a well-rounded nutritional supplement. You still need, I shouldn't say everything, because you still need to do your ultimate, uh, ultimate daily and your macronutrients and a few other things, probiotics, et cetera. But it's got a, a wide range of nutritional supplements, but it has them in a form that bypasses digestive health issues. And many people have problems with absorption, with, di with digestion, with absorption. The liquid format of the Beyond Tangy Tangerine plus its nutrient density is why that stuff is so powerful. And for people who just want to experience the power of nutritional supplementation and never, don't forget, you know, we're on this call and we come on this call weekly. We're like the tip of the spear. We're the edge of the knife. Most people have no idea about nutritional supplementation. Even today, the vast majority of Americans still don't understand how important nutritional supplementation can be. When the average person who's never supplemented before, the average American who's never, or, or average citizen of the world who's never supplemented before, gets on the Beyond Tangy Tangerine, it is life-changing because of its nutrient density in combination with its speed of absorption and its ability to bypass digestive processes because it's a liquid. In pharmacy school, we're always, they, tell, they, they rank uh, the speed of absorption of different dosage forms. The slowest is tablets and capsules. Those are the slowest absorption. The fastest is intravenous. Actually, the fastest is suppository. But then intravenous, or they're, they're close. And we're, I think we're coming up with a beyond tangy tangerine suppository. Is that right, Rebecca? I think they, did you hear about that? No, I'm just kidding. That's I haven't joke. heard about that one. Okay. But I'm like In any case, next to suppository and IV, taking a, uh, uh, drinking your nutrition is the fastest way to get nutrients into your body. Uh, and that's what the Beyond Tangy Tangerine is. It's nutrient density in combination with the speed uh, and efficiency of absorption into the bloodstream. And that's why it's such a powerful and important product. And the Healthy Start Pack is where everybody should be. And all the accessory products are built around the Healthy Start Pack. They call that the, the hub and spoke. I think they call it the hub and spoke principle where the hub of the wheel is the healthy star pack and then uh, all the satellite products are built around the healthy star pack but the hub of the hub the center of the hub is the beyond tangy tangerine well and i love the analogy of the sunflower the sunflower right right sunflower and all the the secret sauces are the petals but the petals around it the 90 essential nutrients that is absolutely the center of the hub well pharmacist been we are at the top of the hour. We didn't get to the questions. Do you have a few minutes to hang out? And no, we let's, can get to why don't we questions? do this? The next call, we'll just do questions. Are there any questions about specifically what I talked about? Well, we've, we do have somebody that mentioned about cancer being a mold and another one saying that it's don't, caused by parasites. No, you see, that's what I was trying to tell people. It's not caused by anything. Smoking, parasites, mold, these are just, you know, human beings like to have a cause. It's not a cause, it's cellular duress. The mold may cause cellular duress. The parasites may cause cellular duress. The cancer may cause cellular duress. The, to the toxic uh, uh, gases may cause cellular duress, but the cancer is not caused by the mold. The cancer is, I'm sorry, the cancer, the, the, uh, the carcinogenesis, the cell division, which is the hallmark sign of cancer, is cellular duress. Yes, there's all these things that can cause cellular duress. That is true. 
but the the cancer itself is a cell that is freaked out. It's a cell that's overwhelmed. There are things that can cause the cell to be overwhelmed, but only uh, secondarily. Primarily, the cell duress is toxicity, which could be the mold, it could be the parasites, malnutrition or lack of nutrition, uh, and lack of oxygen. Those are the three things that will cause cellular duress. You don't want to think about it because there's a million things. What are you going to do? Put your, a bubble around your head and never breathe? I mean, what do you never breathe mold? There's parasites. We live in a world of parasites. We live in a world of mold. You can't avoid those things. What you want to do is you want to protect the cell and allow the cell to do its work. So thinking about cancer like it's caused by this is not really the right way to think about cancer from a healing perspective because you can't get away from mold. You can't get away from parasites. You can't get away from these things. And strategies that kill parasites don't work because there's parasites everywhere. We live in a world where everything wants to attack us. It's a doggy dog world out there, but we're equipped to handle it. And so what you want to look at is how can I handle parasites? How can I handle mold? How can I handle the assaults on the body? And so looking at it, it's not helpful to look at it like caused by mold, caused by uh, uh, food, food, uh, processed food chemicals, caused by uh, whatever, caused by. Look at the cell, cellular duress aspect of it. And that's where we come in in promoting the longevity products is because we are supplying the foundation that helps a cell be the healthiest it can be. Yes, yes. You want to look at making your body strong, i.e. making a cell strong so that it can withstand these assaults. Now, if you're in an environment where, you know, you're in, in the jungle and in South America, you're going to be much more uh, susceptible to, to, paras to attacks by parasites. It's, you're going to be much more vulnerable to parasites or mold. If you're in a moldy house, that's not a good idea. If you're smoking cigarettes, that's not a good idea either. But what you want to look at is the cell itself. This cancer is a cellular issue. And like I say, it's a, a coping mechanism, a way that the cell deals with all of these assaults. Yes, you want to avoid your exposure to mold and parasites and cigarettes and toxins and food and uh, preservatives and sunscreens and chemicals that you put on your skin, et cetera. But you want to look at the body and help the body deal with all of the assaults that are inevitable uh, within a context of staying away from things that you can stay away from. All right. Well, folks, we hope you found this set this episode of Daily with Doc helpful as we do have pharmacist Ben Fuchs with us here on Fridays. We invite you to feel the difference, be part of a team that is power packed, not just in the products, not just in the message, but also in the community. We have an empowering community that builds people up mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. And we invite you to be part of it with us. Folks, this program is being sponsored by dailywithdoc.com. If nobody invited you to this program and you would like more information about what we spoke about today or any of our programs, get back with the person that shared this program with you. If there is no one to thank, Go to our website, dailywithdoc.com, and reach out to us through that contact option. 
We also have the availability of a newsletter that we encourage you to sign up with. Whether you're new or already involved, does not matter. We will be sharing the information from this program and other programs in that email that goes out once a week. Plus, we have a newsletter that will be coming out here in 2024 as well. So I know we got some questions that we did not get to. Join us next week. We'll take I all questions we'll, next week. We'll take all questions. Next week we'll do we'll all do questions. questions. Yeah. So happy New Year. Hey. Yes. Happy New Year. We are just a few days away, and we know that 2024, because we're claiming it now, is going to be a powerful year for growth and better health for all who are listening. So share this program with others so that they can hear it too and invite them to feel the difference. My name is Becca Dukes. I'm honored to be the hostess of this program and that leading the charge, Pharmacist Ben, next to you in helping others find better health. So Folks, if you've got questions for Pharmacist Ben, you can email him at ben at ksco.com and we'll make sure that we remind him to check his email, but he's really good at it, actually. So if I could get my co-hosts on with me, Ben, I just want you to make sure that you know we have a team that supports our cause and like-hearted people that just absolutely appreciate the information that you have shared over the years, the information that Dr. Wallach has planted the seeds and shared over the years. Folks, I could not do this without my team. So if you yourself have talents that you would like to offer to a team, don't hesitate to reach out. I, we've got some great things happening in 2024 that I'm super excited about because somebody took that call to action serious and said, hey, I want to help. So thank you, Phyllis, for all that you do. Marilyn, Albert, AJ, those that aren't with us, Sherry, Ruth Ellen, and so many more. Thanks for being part of our team. Pharmacist Ben, you're thank a you, great everybody. part of this team. Thank we you, Rebecca. You. Thank you, AJ and Albert and Marilyn and Phyllis and Rebecca and everybody else. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year, everybody. And a shout out to um, my dad's doctor, who I found out this past week that listens to the show on a regular basis, Dr. Smith, who is a VA doctor. And I'm super excited mm. that more and more doctors are grabbing a hold and gravitating towards nutrition and incorporating it into their programs as well so if you have a doctor or a nurse or a dietitian that you work with share this message with them because they too may not have heard it so until next time thank you everybody for listening to dailywithdoc.com find our replays on youtube rumble spotify Amazon Music, Google Music, um, Twitter, and so many more places and coming to the TV channel near you. Bye for now.